If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. In November of 1973, the old Muncie Central High School was demolished. But prior to this demolition, the four-story brick building stood on South High Street in Muncie, Indiana. This building was the location of two of Muncie's oldest unsolved mysteries. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Labeled by the press as the case of the boy nobody missed and the puzzle of the pickled painter, the unusual deaths of Curly Hogg and Nelson Dahl may forever remain unsolved. So this write-up was done once again by one of the best mystery writers on Reddit, The Bones of Autumn. I wanted to cover this story actually before even seeing that they posted this, so be sure to head over to Reddit and give them an upvote. But seriously, Bones of Autumn, if you're looking for a job as a writer, please hit me up and I may be able to set you up with something. There's a reason I cover so many of your stories, because you really do great work. It was December 21st, 1922, when 15-year-old Pearly Hogg, who was a sophomore in high school at the time, went missing. He left that morning and let his aunt and uncle know that he would most likely be a little bit late that evening. He had a job at a grocery store nearby as a delivery boy, and because the holidays were just around the corner, he'd been working unusually long hours in the evening. So when his aunt and uncle went to bed that evening, Pearlie had still not returned home. They didn't really think too much of it at this point in time, but when they woke up the following day, he was still not there. It was at this point that they began to worry, and Minnie, his aunt, decided that it was time to get the police involved, and she filed the missing persons report. But before we continue, I want to let you know that this video is sponsored by Easter. The Easter 22-inch 5-piece drum kit is by all means the best choice when it comes to budget drum kits. Whether you are a beginner or a professional who just wants to keep a secondary kit around for practice or even travel, this kit has everything you need to get started. With prices starting at just $2.99, this drum set includes a snare, three toms, a kick drum, hi-hats, a crash cymbal, and all the hardware you need to get set up and ready to play. They even include a seat and drumsticks. Setup is super easy and takes just a few minutes. The set is made from multi-ply poplar wood, so it's super durable and perfect for the budget-oriented drummer. 
So if you're in the market for a great kit at an unbeatable price, give the Easter 22-inch five-piece drum set a try. You can check it out on Amazon using the link in the description below. I've had this kit for a few days and I've been testing it out and putting it through its paces and I'm honestly just so impressed at what you get for the price. It may not be the greatest kit on the market, but for the price, I guarantee you will not find a better drum set. They even include both batter and resonant heads, but I personally prefer to play without the resonant heads, so that's how you'll see me playing it in the video. But really, check it out on Amazon, and if you decide to pick one up, be sure to let me know what you think. But anyway, let's get back to the video. The story of Pearly isn't tragic only because he went missing, though. In fact, his father went missing as well when he was just four years old. His father told his mother that he would be heading out to chop some wood for the winter, but he never returned home. This left his mother to care for him all by herself, but she would pass away too just two years later. This meant that Pearlie was forced to hop between family members' homes for a couple of years before his aunt and uncle decided to take him in permanently. Charles and Minnie Cooper did the best that they could to care for him. And during police questioning, they admitted that Pearlie had frequently made threats to run away or even take his own life. Police also found out that Pearlie had dropped out of school just a day before he went missing, after he and a few boys had gotten into a fight with a teacher. And I'm not talking about a verbal disagreement, I'm talking about a physical fight with a teacher. Witnesses even claimed that Pearlie was completely livid and made several threats against the teacher after the fight was broken up. Minnie and Charles didn't make any attempts to hide the fact that Pearlie wanted to leave their home. According to Minnie, he had expressed his desire to drop out of school and join the Navy on several occasions. She also explained that after having trouble in school, he said that he would drop out and never go back. And it seems like that's exactly what he did. Another family member of Pearlie's, named Effie, explained that Pearlie had told her on multiple occasions that Charles abused him. We don't really know if this was actually true, and Charles denied these claims, saying that all he ever did was correct the young man, just like he would if he was his own son. But we have to keep in mind that this was 1922, and it wouldn't be too crazy to hear about a child being physically abused all in the name of so-called correction. It was also no secret that the Coopers were pretty hard up for money. The school that Pearlie attended required parents to pay for their students' books, but the Coopers weren't able to do so. There was a local assistance program run by the local police that would help get books to the less fortunate children. Pearlie actually befriended one of the officers who was really deeply involved in this program, and even told him that one day he would probably end up dead at the bottom of a gravel pit. After Pearlie went missing, the Coopers did everything they could to try to find him. They posted flyers in the local newspapers completely exhausted their savings account, and did everything possible to bring the boy home. If we fast forward nine and a half years, the story of Pearlie takes a very grim turn. Three men were doing repairs at Pearlie's former high school when they climbed down a ventilation shaft to do some work. One of the men thought that he had made his way through the shaft and stood himself up on a pile of bricks. However, when he later shined his light down toward his feet, he realized he'd been standing on a pile of human bones. Since police felt as though Pearlie was a runaway, they didn't make any connections to his case immediately. It wasn't until the local newspapers ran a photo showing a pair of shoes and a pocket knife that Charles Cooper came forward and explained that they belonged to Pearlie. Police soon learned that this hidden ventilation area had entrances in each of the boys' restrooms. 
they learned that some of the teen boys would sneak out of class and hide in this area to smoke cigarettes or just to hide out for a while. The school had three levels total, and there was an entrance to this shaft on each of the three levels in each of the restrooms. We don't know for sure, but it seems like Pearlie had likely climbed down the shaft using one of the upper levels of the building. When police recovered his remains, they noted that his pocket knife was open in his hand. This led to rumors that he may have taken his own life at the bottom of the shaft, though other theories claim that he could have simply slipped on the ladder that led down the shaft and fallen to his death, though even more theories suggest that he could have been murdered, especially after his altercation with fellow students and a teacher just a day before he went missing. Whatever the case may be, it's unlikely we'll ever know what truly happened to him that day. However, Pearlie's disappearance wasn't the only case to shock the school. On April 14, 1948, 34-year-old Nelson Dahl, a local painter and father of one, told his wife Marion that he couldn't sleep and was going to go outside to get some fresh air. At around 1.30 a.m., Nelson walked outside, stood on the front porch, and then walked down the street. He would never return home. Marion filed a missing persons report immediately, and the search for Nelson began. A few months prior to his disappearance, Nelson had been hit by a car driven by a 19-year-old named Roscoe Gibson. He sustained a severe leg injury that left him unable to walk long distances. Police searched nearby areas but found no trace of Nelson. On the morning of April 26th, teachers and staff of Central High School arrived to discover a foul stench filling the upper classrooms and the hallways. The school's ventilation system had just been turned on for the first time that year, so they assumed that there was a connection here. As the morning went on, the smell worsened, and the custodian made his way to the roof of the school. There, he opened a small hatch that led to a three-and-a-half-foot-tall attic space above the school. He climbed inside and quickly discovered the source of the pungent smell a decomposing human body. It was quickly determined that the remains found in the attic were those of Nelson Dahl. Two of Nelson's brothers were summoned to the morgue to positively identify him. However, they could offer no explanation as to why Nelson would have gotten into the attic of the school. Nelson was found nude, lying face up, approximately 18 feet from the hatch entrance to the attic space. The attic, which primarily served as a cushion to absorb heat in the summer and insulate in the winter, was of considerable size and length. However, the highest point was less than four feet tall, meaning that someone would have to crouch down to move around. Nelson's clothes were found piled in the attic. However, his wedding ring, wallet, and a silver identification bracelet that he wore were missing. There were no obvious signs of trauma found on Nelson's body. However, given that the body was in advanced stages of decomposition, the coroner could not rule out foul play. Further testing, including a toxicology report, yielded no clues as to how Nelson died. The coroner reportedly found no legitimate cause of death. Investigators also discovered several other items in the attic, including jars of food, a ripped-up straw hat, and a newspaper dated 1918. And even a small chair was found, knocked on its side, just beneath the hatch that police believe was used to climb in and out of the hatch. Police theorized that perhaps Nelson had been hanging out in the attic for an extended period of time. Their suspicions were somewhat confirmed when the custodian informed them that on more than one occasion, he looked up into the shaft that led to one of the boiler rooms on the roof. He had looked up into the shaft that led from the boiler room to the roof and saw a man looking back at him. 
This theory was discounted by his family, who claimed Nelson could never do such a thing. Due to the severity of his leg injury he'd sustained, they also claimed that Nelson was not even able to climb into the attic on his own. To this day, the case of Nelson and the case of Pearlie remain unsolved. The cases have now gone cold, and police have no idea why the school seems to be such a hotspot for deadly activity. But that's the video for today, you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, be sure to hit that like button. If you loved it, maybe consider sharing, subscribing, or clicking that blue join button below to really show your support for the channel. But I've been Ty Knotts. You guys have been lovely, and I'll catch you in the next video. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.